So let's talk about 2020. God, what a shitty year. Uh, Just the worst dumps, ever. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> dumpster fire like, going down the stairs into uh, a cesspit of. <laughs> dumpster fire into hey, a gas hey, station hey, in Winona. You know what? It wasn't all bad. And I think we need to take a break from all this negativity and just remember some of the good things that actually happened because there were some good things that actually yeah, let's happened. Yeah, let's broaden our view a little bit more instead of laser-like focus on all this negativity. All right. And as we look back at this year, we can hopefully look forward to some more good things happening next year. We can look forward to the fact that it won't be 2020. Exactly. At the very least, it won't be 2020 anymore. You can't, you can't dispute <laughs> you that. You can guess that. Yeah, you, you can set your clock to that. You can take that to the bank. It's so easy to be negative. It takes you know, almost no effort, but it's a lot freaking harder to be positive, especially yeah. when things are bad. Yeah. I'm reminded and, by that like really lame thing that you were told when you were a kid about like the amount of muscles it takes to frown, to, frown. to smile. I don't know something. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> you know there there are things that are going on right now and have been going on for a while that are shitty. I mean, you know, we talk about it on this very podcast <laughs> right here. I, I'm not trying to be hypocritical or anything and say that I'm happy all the time, but we should celebrate what's working. Agreed. That's, you know, and it keeps things in perspective. Yeah, and and just the fact that you have the ability to complain about how things suck is great. That's a really good point. We kind of forget that here in America. Yeah. As, as, as lame as things are, we forget that they could be a lot lamer, especially for some poor folks in other parts of the world. Right. Who either are too busy, like starving or getting fucking worked to death. Yeah. You know, or in nobody prison, would listen to them. Heads shaved, organs transplanted, you know, little things right. here and there. Exactly. And it's literal slave auctions going on in like, uh, like Sudan or Saudi Arabia or one of those. Yeah. One Terrible of those things. Like I was saying, yeah, Drew, yeah. let's stick to the point here. <laughs> this isn't a contest, Drew. <laughs> and I think it's important also to remember that I hate saying the news has an agenda because, but they, no way. it's, it's in their best interest to keep you you know, glued Living to the news and, and, yes. you know, mainly scared and terrified and, oh, God. You well, know, the only thing that sells more than sex, bro, is fear. Right. Well, and bad news, bad news tends to happen very quickly and good news tends to take a long time. Ah. And it's not sexy. It doesn't sell papers. That's a good point. Yeah. So you take that whole, you know, coming back, coming back engagement thing and then you add in social media, which is literally designed you know, you, you add the algorithms and the personalization. It's designed to entice the micro targeting. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, it seems, it seems like everything is just complete shitty because the good news just never gets out there. It gets buried. You're just bombarded totally. with bad stuff. And especially in an, in a year where people think that bad things have, have been happening are going to keep happening. And, you know, there's the, the whole narrative of this is the worst year that's ever happened. And, you know, what's, what's the next terrible thing? I want to know what the next terrible thing totally. I can complain about is. Although a, a good deed or a good positive thing in a sea of like negativity mm -hmm. definitely like stands out. Right. Um, there's a really good analogy I heard a long time ago. You can go into a completely pitch black room and light a little match, a tiny little match. And instantly the entire room gets like less dark. It shines so much brighter and it basically pushes the, it, it, it makes the darkness fleeting. Right. Mm. And you can't do that. You can't do the opposite of that. Rather, you can't go into a, into a room full of light and truth, positivity and stuff, and put a little bit of a lie or a little bit of a darkness. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't work the same way. And so I just thought that that was always really inspirational. That is cool. I do like that. On top of all that, you have to look at like the sample size of the news, okay? And what I mean by that is... The amount of things happening as opposed to the amount of things being reported? Yeah, and I'm just not a fan 
of the entire fatalist attitude. I like to think of myself as a realist. I'm not really the most optimistic person, but I still black pilled. No, (laughs) you're white pilled. You have hope. Yeah, exactly. You know, at at the end of the day, yes, there are some terrible people out there doing terrible things for terrible reasons. For sure. But there's also a lot of good people doing good things for good reasons. Yeah. With, with that in mind, I think it's a good idea to look at, you know, some of the good things that came out of this year. There's only a couple things that I picked or whatever. Um, there's a whole bunch of things I was looking at, but I kind of decided, uh, while I was doing some of the, some of the, you know, little shorthand research on this that I don't want to do anything political. Yeah, I had the same revelation. Um, uh, there's a lot of things like, I wanted to talk cool about with like the economy. Funny. Yeah. The economy was doing like, I mean, <laughs> As good as it could have been. Peace deals and stuff like that. That mm. I, Don't get me wrong. I don't think that those should be overshadowed. I just think that. Forms and such. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think that um, I wanted to pick something that everybody could agree. Yes, right. this is something we can all agree on was good for 2020. I mean, I don't know how you see that peace deals aren't good. But, I mean, obviously there's a lot of potential for good. I don't know why. Like, But you know what I'm saying. Like, Yeah. yeah so I just wanted to yeah, pick plus, plus politically neutral things. Yeah, not to mention it's like all that anybody's hearing about right now. So. Exactly, yeah. dude. That's another reason why I'm just and like, God, everybody can just kind of like. Yeah. And I'm trying to be anti, I'm trying to be antithetical to what people are getting every day in their ears. Right yes. Now, no so. kidding, dude. Main vein in it. Yeah. So, uh, the first one that I have here is kind of an intense one, but, okay. uh, it's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of chicory in the coffee makes it perks it up in the morning. Mm. It's a good thing. Yeah. Number one on my list is, uh, Gisley Maxwell arrested. Ah, uh, see, I was considering putting that on my list. So, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Great minds thinking like yeah. Marcus. Uh, <clears throat> as we know, uh, former, uh, well, she's still British, but British, you know, former socialite, uh, who is known for, uh, association with the, uh, mystery financier and infamous convicted kid diddler, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. So she worked for, uh, her father, the publishing tycoon and well-known Mossad agent, Robert Maxwell, until his, of course, suspicious, uh, boating accident death, quote unquote, back in 91. So, uh, back in 2019, after Epstein didn't kill himself, uh, Gisley <laughs> Maxwell went into, uh, kind of like a pseudo hiding to avoid the, you know, mountain of, uh, you know, civil and criminal lawsuits that were starting to pile up from the her hammer. old buddy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hammer was coming down. Uh, in 2010, uh, Gisley Maxwell had agreed to uh, provide a deposition for one of the cases that she would, that was, you know, getting reported on. And the day before a lawyer was scheduled to fly out to New York to take her deposition, um, she basically flew to the United Kingdom claiming that like her mother was ill and stuff and that she wasn't basically going to come back she until bounced. she did later. Uh, I can't remember what month it was, but basically it was just to attend uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. <laughs> it's kind of a little weird factoid. Hmm. And then uh, she eventually was arrested in uh, Brantford, New Hampshire uh, by the FBI on July 2nd, whoa, whoa, 2020, and uh, charged with uh, enticement of minors, sex trafficking of children, and of course, perjury. Did you do the whoop whoop because that's your birthday? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and because she was caught. Best birthday present ever. Um, and then on the 14th, a federal judge uh, basically denied back, uh, Maxwell any bail after determining that her risk of like fleeing the country was just really like super too high. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Because she was like an internet uh, or excuse me, in, uh, international like jet setter with a bunch of different passports and mm-hmm. stuff. So um, as of July of uh, 6th, 2020, Maxwell is being held at the Metropolitan Detention Center for Brooklyn, New York. And uh, lawyers requested that the judge release her on a $5 million bond and, uh, you know, monitor her with, you know, home confinement equipment, you know, the little ankle bracelet mm-hmm. thingy. Request denied. Ooh, ouch. Where she stays there today. So good things. Good things coming down the pike, hopefully, from that. Hopefully. What do you got for us, Marcus? Well, uh, nothing nearly as, uh. Well, that's why I put it the, on the first one. The other two are way less. It gets like gradually, you know, less intense as I go down the list. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't write that much. I guess most of mine would be kind of off the cuff. 
I was just trying to provide context. No worries, for sure. Uh, the, it, like, if you're just like, oh, okay, she got arrested. Who is she? Why is yeah, she? Why who, is who the fuck is Gizli Maxwell? Yeah. Again, it's one of those things that we were talking about. Of like, oh, man, who's Gizli? Okay, hold on. So you know what Epstein is, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Okay. okay, hold on. Let me back it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Jay Electronica released his album, A Written Testimony, and Act 2, Signs of Nobility, was also leaked. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. So Jay Electronica was this guy that kind of lit the internet on fire back in like the MySpace days. Okay. Uh, with his mixtape, uh, Eternal Sunshine. Ah, huh, cool. Yeah. Jay-Z signed him and he was like, you know, the super, Damn. super hotly anticipated follow-up. He's like, oh man, this dude's going to change the game and Word. all this stuff. And that was 2007 or something like that. It was a while ago. Damn. A so is he like uh, rap and hip hop or R&B or what's Yeah, this? like, yeah, it's rap. Okay. But um, there was like a little bit of leaks here and there. Lots and lots and lots and lots of rumors, you know, dates getting pushed back. Pushed when you say back. Luke's- He's the George R.R. R. Martin of hip hop, basically. <laughs> That's hilarious. So there's a dragon, right? Don't worry, the dragon's coming. <laughs> when we say leaks and stuff, you're talking about like sa- sound, sa- like samples of, mu- of clips of, of music, okay. or things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, That's yeah. what I thought, but I was clarifying. But okay. it's always, you know, it's usually it's in some kind of rough state, you know, like demos of or like, yeah, you know, yeah. the and the beat's not finished or still like, in wave. Form. You know, like you might be like rapping and it'll just go, and then it'll yeah, go back yeah, yeah. to words. You can tell it's super like, yeah, gotcha, yeah. totally. Things like that. A lot of the shit that like kind of resembled a lot of the stuff that Tupac left behind. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But then Eminem just polished that. It turd. just took it all. And just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back the no, shit. No, some of it's mine. pretty good. Okay. No, some totally. Pretty yeah. good. Uh, this year, because kind of freaking out of nowhere, like people, like a lot of people are just like, you know, forgotten him. Like, oh, he fell off. He's just, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like Dr. Dre with detox kind of the th- situation. Oh, yeah. Where people just gave up and they're just like, yeah, it's never coming That's out. That's not coming out. Yeah. So, yeah, he just kind of shadow dropped it out of nowhere. And then it was like, whoa, really cool. But then, you know, all this other stuff that's happened this year has got to happen. So right. didn't really get a lot of traction. What, what with that unspecified virus of unknown origin. Right. So there was a lot of really good tracks on there. I enjoyed it. And even, uh, like I said, the Act 2, because his first thing was Act 1, mm. got released or, or leaked or something. Not exactly. Because some of it's still rough, but even that's even that's really good. So, uh, yeah, if you like hip hop, check it out. I will. All right, number two on my list. It's a little bit of a long one, and that's uh, that's just Elon Musk, <laughs> just, just across the board. Okay, yeah. you <laughs> so might first, be stepping on one of mine, but that's go okay. On. <laughs> uh, so I freaking basically um, I kind of picked a couple of the things that uh, he's been involved with, made strides this year. You know, broken barriers, if you okay. will. A lot of the stuff I'm about to mention kind of started before 2020, but all of mm. it came to kind of to fruition in 2020. Okay, I'm pretty sure you're gonna step on one of mine. But go ahead. Ah, uh, sorry. I'll just jump in. Totally. <laughs> first one is uh, SpaceX. Okay, you're definitely stepping nah, up. Son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Sorry. It's all good. Actually, do you want to just take this one? I, you probably have more written than I do. Um, well, for the SpaceX, I only have a single like paragraph. So okay, okay. So I guess on uh, on the 30th of May, 2020, SpaceX successfully launched the two NASA astronauts, Doug Hurley and Bob Hecken, uh, into orbit onto the Dragon spacecraft, uh, making SpaceX the first private company to like mm-hmm. send astronauts to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. Of course, as also making the first crew launch from American soil in nine years. Nine years. years yeah. yeah, dude. Good job, America. Way to get back in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're going back. We're going back. Just when I think I'm done, they pull me back in. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a big deal, you know, because it's it's a private company getting involved in the space program. Totally. And, you know, successfully doing what only the government's been doing for the longest time. Right, totally. Oh, oh, I did have actually one thing I wanted to throw on that. Have you seen the new spacesuits? No. That the astronauts are wearing? Uh-uh. Dude, they're super cool. Are they're they like dope? super like futuristic. Like it looks like something out of like a Hollywood movie. Oh, well, it's about time, dude. Because you know how many times have we been watching movies and stuff and we're like, our stuff doesn't look like that. <laughs> That's way cooler looking. When yeah. is our stuff like, going to look don't like even, that? They don't even look like 
real fucking spacesuits. Really? Yeah. They look like some weird. Like, they look like, like I said, Hollywood spacesuits. Like they're not designed to be practical. Like they just look cool. <laughs> they just look badass. Yeah. Awesome. But that's kind of cool. Well, God damn, it's about time, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That means that we're here. We're, we've officially made it to the future. Okay. Uh, next on the Elon list is the Starlink. Oh. Uh. And uh, of course, that is that uh, satellite internet constellation that we've been, talked uh, about before. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to leave a little, uh, little link to that. And it's constructed by SpaceX, of course, to provide uh, satellite internet access. And uh, the constellation basically consists of just like thousands of mass-produced little satellites. In uh, you know, they're going to be orbiting in the low Earth or orbit, working in conjunction with um, ground transceivers and stuff. And it basically has plans to use um, some of these satellites, uh, or at least the use of them, to like military or scientific or exploration purposes. But fundamentally, it's supposed to be its purpose is supposed to provide like cheap, accessible internet to more parts to of the world. Areas. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, as of now, they have like uh, I think sixty satellites up. I think even more, and um, basically they plan uh, like a private beta service in the northern United States and Canada back in August, and is setting up a public beta earlier this month, dude. And we mm. are no- in November here, folks. Mm. I actually do have something else to add to that. I believe we talked about it in our Starlink episode of like uh, distracting for like uh, star watchers and things like that. <laughs> right. They're investigating some kind of different coding they can put on it. So that it won't appear to look like a star the sky as much. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe there's no lights on it or something. Well, good. I don't necessarily want a bunch of like lights streaking across the sky and be like, Oh, that's pretty. What is that? Space junk. <laughs> ah, it's suddenly not so beautiful. <laughs> on the topic of that, did you know there's, we're approaching, I, 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 I heard <laughs> a figure, no, I heard a figure that we have close to like 5,000 satellites. Uh, that doesn't the, surprise me. It's brutal. I know we were talking a bunch about of them this are in, I think it was about in, I think it was, was in it our the, Starlink episode, mm-hmm. I think, I think, but. Uh, one of them where we were talking about how crazy it is that somebody's job is basically like a, a space air traffic control. Yes, mm-hmm. and a collision avoidance system technician or whatever. That you said some of them aren't even active. They're just having decaying orbit consistently until yeah. they fall into the atmosphere and burn up. Yeah, hopefully. Right. Yeah, right. Totally. And don't hit like something. So last on the list is Neuralink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was developed uh, as an uh, implantable brain machine interface. Uh, since the company's founding, it has hired like uh, several high-profile, um, you know, neuroscientists with various degrees from different universities. And uh, by July of 2019, it had received over 158 million dollars in funding, 100 of which was from Elon Musk himself, and uh, employed a staff of like 90. And I think now it's like even more. At the time, Neuralink announced that it was working on like a sewing machine-like device capable of implanting electrode interfaces into the brain using these very thin threads. Right. Uh, successful demonstration of the system. Uh, that read information from a lab rat via 1500 little electrodes back in 2019. But now, basically, Musk has defined this uh, neural lace as a kind of like a digital layer above the cortex. Uh, that would not necessarily imply extensive surgical insertion, but like ideally just an implant through like a vein or an artery. And, and he even said on Joe Rogan's show that like the surgical procedure would only require access to the brain through like a small coin sized mm-hmm. implant. That sits uh, above the brain and flush with like the skull, mm-hmm. and so uh, basically Musk explained so we can that plug the, you in, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Matrix dude. Uh, he explained that the long term goal is to basically achieve uh, quote symbiosis with artificial intelligence end quote, which he perceives as an external threat to humanity if it uh, goes unchecked. Which I totally agree, actually, by the way. Just kind of like as a little like aside, you know, I mean, I'm I'm big like anti-robot and AI dominant guy. So normally you think I would hate Elon Musk, but I kind of feel like he's like the reluctant messenger and is like going like, hey, so this thing is coming down the pike and we can't stop it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's why I was saying basically about Pocahontas or whatever before I was coming back like to the natives going like, hey, 
So there's these people coming, right? Called Europeans. And yeah. They're basically going to take over everything. Dude. And you can do one of two things. You can fight your way into an oblivion and completely like lose or out. Or you can have sex or with Or you them. can basically join them. Yeah. And do what you can to kind of earn your like position within their little fucking system. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are, we're going to be an insect compared to it. So I feel, I think he's kind of like, look, the only way that we're going to survive is if we kind of mm. find some kind of merging you know, interest, if we merge each other's interests and stuff. And because you think on a way long timeline, right? Mm. So even though I'm a little bit uh, well, you know, skeptical. You know, as smart as Elon Musk says he is, I learned this lesson in elementary school. You know, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, it's kind of how it is, dude. You know what I mean? But at the cost of our humanity, Marcus. <laughs> uh, so uh, back in 2017, some neuroprosthetics could uh, interpret brain signals that would allow disabled people to control their prosthetic, prosthetic arms and legs. And Musk basically spoke of like aiming – his aim was to kind of link that technology with these implants instead of like actuating movement. It could rather interface with like broadband speeds with other – <clears throat> like external software devices and gadgets and shit like that. Basically like Cyborg from fucking Justice League, right? <laughs> you just plug in anything. And so um, finally in, in in August of this year, there was a demonstration involving pigs who had been, um, you know, living with this new implant for like several months. Yeah. And where they had recordings, uh, signals that were coming from the areas of the brain that was linked to the snout. Mm-hmm. And basically they just like live streamed the whole thing on YouTube and uh, basically compared the two signals um, of like the natural signal and the artificial, you know, the Neuralink signal. Mm-hmm. And they basically, um, they, the, the signals linked up perfectly as far as like no problems or whatever. And so because of that, the, um, the FDA or whatever cleared Neuralink for uh, clinical trials. And so this year is the first. We're going to have cyborgs yes, walking amongst us. Literally, dude. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Would you sign up? I think I've asked you this. Yeah, I think you time. did. Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm a Luddite, bro. I'm one of those like, Bitter clinger, fucking annoying motherfuckers that are just like, you guys are all going down the wrong road. Turn back before it's too late. I want to go down that road. Yeah, that's about, that's about road down that road. <laughs> that's the old Anderson place up there. <laughs> all right. What about you, guy? My turn again. Yeah. I know you can't relate to this one at all, but I'm just going to gush about it. Um, <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two came out. I like yes. zombie video games as much as the next guy, Marcus. I know, but you have to play it. That's true. Actually, okay. I haven't played it yet. So I'm not going to spoil or anything. The game launched at an unfortunate time because, you know, there was a whole lot of violence going on. And there was also, you know, a pandemic going on. And the game also has to do with, you know, a virus. Unspecified virus of unknown origin. Yeah, it wasn't a great. They actually, like, delayed the launch for, like, a month, too. Oh, because the other thing is, you know, people might not have the money or be scared to spend money on a yes, game. understandable. So, yeah. Instead of food or toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is it got partially spoiled on the internet, and, like, some people were crying about it. I didn't read into it because I was trying spoiled, to Spoiled, like, spoiled. the plot revealed or something? A little or? bit of the plot, okay. plot details and stuff. Lame. Yeah. If anything, that's the one thing you don't want to know. Right. Everything else you can kind of get away with knowing, like, oh, look at these gameplay mechanics and the graphics mm-hmm. and the blah, 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 blah. You're like, that's cool. For sure. Personally, every time I play it, it fucking blows my mind. That's pretty much all I can say. Uh, look out for my review coming soon. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I should also mention Half-Life Alex came out, and that was quite a miracle that many people didn't think would happen, but I don't have much to say on it because I haven't yet played it because I still need to get a PC headset. All right, dude, and uh, number, th- number three on my list, of course, is uh, Tiger King. Oh, God. Because <laughs> for, for one brief, beautiful moment, Marcus... You know, we had solidarity in this country. <laughs> we could agree. It, yeah, it didn't last long, but goddammit, it was beautiful. And 
you know, while most people were locked up inside and, you know, binge watching this awesome, batshit, crazy, confusing, like eccentric show that, you know, centered around like a, a big cat, kind of a shady big cat sanctuary that was staffed by like, you know, ex-criminals and current tweakers. And uh, of course, led by the flamboyant and eccentric frontman Joe Exotic. He's, he's a mystery wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in like a sequence, not jumpsuit, but like a sequence shirt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when he's not busy, like blowing stuff up and making country music videos or running for president, he's, you know, getting charged with the plot of killing that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I think that was awesome and it was fun. And uh, I think it was good for everybody for a minute. And it kind of took us off for, for a minute, kind of collectively took us off all the terrible things that were happening. It's good to have something. <laughs> I don't even have I don't have anything profound to say about it. But <laughs> well, it's mind. not a very profound documentary. Well, <laughs> it's pure entertainment, bro. All right, uh, and it was good nonetheless. Okay, we got a pretty good victory when uh, earlier this year Harvey Weinstein got convicted of sexual assault. Atta boy! Yeah. Uh, that was a shocker that he was going to get convicted. Yeah, coming in with that fucking walker like he oh was fuck like, that dude. Yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. Sympathy. That was clearly yeah exactly. Yeah. Totally. That was, you know, his lawyers were coaching the shit out of him. All right, no walk like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wear this cone around your neck and these crutches. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 23 years. 23 years. That's what he got? Mm-hmm. Which is better than uh, how many counts of whatever happened? Well, that's that's the thing is like you have to have you – know, obviously, everybody – it's an open secret in Hollywood that yes. you know he fucked up so many things for mm-hmm. so many people. Yeah, I think the actual case that he got was only two victims. So Gotcha. Well, hey, man, two victims, 20 – how much? 23 years. 23 years. I'll take it. You know <laughs> I mean? know, certainly it's better than nothing. I'll of take course. it. Yeah. And it came too late and you could argue that, but it, hey, it's a victory for sure. Hopefully they don't. At least put, he's hope, not out there. I really hope they don't put him in some like cushy minimum security, like freaking fire camp basically thing where he, you know, has, you know, access to all kinds of shit. I hope they put him in general population and freaking. He just has to go through all the you know, be shitty great things of being he a got raped in the ass when he was. That in would be great. That would be great on like a on like a like <laughs> weekly basis. Just like all Not right, that dude, I advocate that. It's time. But if there's anybody, it should happen. Um, okay. You know, I, I probably I, shouldn't say that either. I, but I advocate for it. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just go out of the limb here and advocate for that. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to that, and uh, here's to 2021. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy the show and want to help it grow? Don't hesitate. Like, share, and donate. Never hold something for some, Yeah, exactly. You know what always messed me up is when I learned the lyrics to that song. I was like, doesn't that go keep your eye on a grand old flag? Oh, dude, so many of the songs that you hear about, right, yeah. especially like a lot of the political, or not political, uh, patriotic songs that you hear, you're like, this is God Save the Queen. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Come on, America. Like, I thought we've, we've had a whole goddamn revolution to get rid of our freaking limey, limey overlords. And we're going to just like pick up the same tune and just change up the lyrics? That's lazy. Come on. Uh, what will be China? Stealing other people's intellectual stuff and just slapping our name on it? Mm-hmm. This Oz now. <laughs>